stuff. I don't know what to make of it. You're killing yourself dead. What was it yesterday? Oven. Head in the oven. You put your head in the oven and killed yourself that way. With gas. With gas. With the gas from the oven, you killed yourself quickly and I found you dead. You did. And Tuesday, what was it? Poison. Rat poison. That's for rats, you know. And you killed yourself with that. Are you a rat? No. Exactly. You're not a rat, but you did it anyway. I did. I hope it was quick. It's usually quick. Were you dead in seconds? A minutes. That's not quick. A minute's an age when you're dying. We're hours. Hours. Minutes are hours when you're dying to death. Was it hard? Oh, horribly hard. It bled. It bled out, didn't it? All of your organs, they bled out of blood. Yeah, they hemorrhaged. They hemorrhaged. All your organs and vessels and tissues, they hemorrhaged out of your eyes and ears. My nose. Your nose. Your nostrils too, both of them. And all of your orifices also, until you were dead. I was. You were. You were dead. And how do you think that made me feel? Well, terrible. <laughs> it was. It was terrible to know that I would never see you again, again and again. I keep doing it. You do. You keep doing it. Over and over. Monday, what was it? A traffic accident. Oh, traffic accident. Mangled in metal, glass and plastic. That's what it was. You and other people too. Your mother. My mother. She was in the car with you also. Your mother. And all those other people also in yours and other cars. Other people's mothers too. Selfish. Selfish. To have your own mother in the car with you. And all those other mothers near you also on the road. Those mothers and daughters. Fathers. Fathers and sons. Sons and fathers on the road with you. You chose for them. They didn't choose to go like that. No. Mangled in metal and glass and plastic, most of them. Wounded. Wounded also. All the others. Wounded for life, those that survived. A few. Too few survived. Well, we have written to them. We have written to them to apologise to all of them. The living and the dead. They've not responded. Well, no one does. No. No one responds to us anymore. The living nor the dead. Never. It is humiliating. Over and over. I keep doing it. You keep doing it. Over and over. Embarrassing us. In public too. In traffic. In traffic. But other places also. The swimming pool. Drowned. Drowned yourself in the local pool in front of everyone. Children. Children. There were children there in front of you. Embarrassing. Shameful. It was shameful that you did it then. I hope that you're ashamed. Well, I am. So why do you keep doing it? What well, don't know. You never know, do you? You never know a thing except the immense grief that you cause me unfailingly every moment that passes. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I do. I suppose that's why I'm still here. Well, it is. You love me. I do. I love you so much. You'd stick by me. I would. I'd stick by you no matter what. And yet you still do it. I do. What was it, Sunday? Lynching. Oh, lynching. <laughs> you got yourself lynched. How did you do it? Hate crime. You committed a hate crime at a sensitive time, 
deliberately, and you got yourself lynched. I did. You did? How many was it? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds of people. They came in this house and they dragged you out. Screaming. Screaming. Kicking and screaming. They dragged you out. Beaten. Yeah, you were beaten and broken before you were lynched. All of those people that came in the house that you had defiled at a sensitive time with that awful hate crime. They beat you with sticks and they bashed you with bricks. And then I was there. And then you were there for a long time. Dead. Hanging. Bleeding. Dripping. Dripping blood on the heads and the faces of people below who passed or stopped and pointed. Yeah, they pointed up at you. And smiled, those that stopped. Well, some. Some of them stopped and pointed, those that passed. Smiled. They smiled. They smiled when they saw you bloated and bleeding, hung high in that tree, at the centre of things, where everyone goes, all of our friends. Shopping. They go shopping there. Our friends. And others beneath you, talking or singing, smiling when they pointed up. At me. At you. They smiled when they pointed up at you because they knew that it was right. That you had gone too far. Oh, I had. Too far. It was a degradation. Why do I put up with it? Well, you love me. I do. I do love you. Because only you can know. Each time. That is why you do it. I do. I can't take it. No, you can't. What was it, Friday? Fanatical death cult. <laughs> it was a fanatical death cult that you had provoked. Treason. With treason. You made a string of treasonous statements openly at a fractious time and you got yourself executed. You're tortured. <laughs> tortured and executed. And me also. I was tortured and left for dead because of what you said. Openly. You openly made a string of recklessly treasonous statements to a fanatical official, no less. And he called in a death squad. Many. Many death squads for you and our associates. How many was it? Well, thousands. Thousands of innocent people were implicated because of what you said. And they ended up dead in the camps. And starving. Starving, tortured or dead in the camps because of what you said. Reckless. It was reckless to inadvertently implicate everyone that we knew. Just like that. Well, I wasn't thinking. No, you weren't. I'm so impulsive. You are. What was it, Saturday? Thermonuclear explosion. <laughs> Thermonuclear explosion. You impulsively triggered a, train a chain reaction with your bare hands. Well, stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, I, I had to grab it. Yeah, you did. You had to grab that subcritical piece of uranium-245 and then trigger the conventional chemical explosives. Which do it. Yeah. They set off the chain reaction and then it happens. Quick. It's very quick. Everything. All of it. Blasted away. Gone in seconds. Ashes. Ashes only. Only ashes remained. Impulsive with your bare hands. Yeah, I can't help myself. No, you can't. You're an addict. Well, I am. 
You can't help yourself. And when you do it, you don't mean it, but you destroy everyone else around you also. I don't mean it. No, you don't. But you do it anyway. Yeah, I do. Each time, over and over. Well, I can't help myself. You can't. Someone has to do something. Well, who? I don't know. Someone else. Not me. I think I'm making it worse. You are. I am. How did it start? What proposal? Oh, the marriage proposal. When you proposed to marry me. That was so sweet. Chocolates? You brought me a box of chocolates and hid the ring inside. Choked. You choked on the ring inside, accidentally. <laughs> I loved it. You loved it, accidentally killing yourself at the moment that you proposed. It was special. It was special that you should die just at that moment with the engagement ring lodged in your throat. Heaving. You were heaving as I prized it out. And by the time I got it back, placed it round my finger and told you yes, you were dead. I was. You were totally dead. But that didn't stop me. No. I married you anyway. I couldn't help myself. You loved it. I did. I did love it. And then I kept doing it. Every day, over and over. It's too much. It has to stop. It does. It has to. Before something really awful happens. Unimaginable. They're unimaginable, the awful things that could happen if you don't kick this habit. And then, where would I be? Lost. I'd be lost. With nothing. Nothing at all. No. We need help. Someone. Someone has to help. Death? Death might help. We could ask. Death enters. Oh, there he is. Well, ask him. I don't know what to say. Tea? Tea? Make some tea. He makes tea and then passes a mug to death. It's very nice of you to pop over like this. I know that the two of you are very close, and we were wondering if you could help. <coughs> Death suddenly splutters its tea, chokes as if poisoned, and dies. What have you done? What? You've killed Death! Have I? Oh, you always do it. After you kill yourself, every time, and I have to clean up the mess. Well, I can help. I don't need your help. But I don't know why you do it. It's relaxing. Yeah, it's relaxing, isn't it? After all that great effort impulsively arranging your own death, you relax by slaying death casually. With tea. Or coffee. Because it's pointless, isn't it? You can't kill death. No. Death gets up. It likes dying. Like you. That's why you get along. You can't get rid of him. No, you can't bloody get rid of him. And you try all the time. Pickaxe. Pickaxe in the forehead yesterday after the drowning. I loved it. <laughs> he loved it, didn't he? And you needed to unwind. Well, it worked. He was so relaxed afterwards. Oh, what? I like it when you're relaxed. I get so wound up. You do? About nothing? Nothing. What was it? Data sets. Data sets. Of all the most successful recent acts of suicide, 
for you to emulate. Or exceed. Or exceed? How is that anything to worry about? Nothing. It's nothing. I don't know how you get so trapped in the recent past. You should learn to express yourself. Well, I do. Uh, you do express yourself. But you do it in the wrong way. Self-destructive. It's so self-destructive the way you do it. You need an outlet. Yoga. You could try yoga. Fishing. Or fishing. Fishing's very calming. It's boring. Boring sometimes, but rewarding otherwise. You could go with death. Would you like to go fishing? Death exits. Evidently not. Yeah, he hates waiting. Death hates waiting for anything. Always shooting about. He is, always shooting about, never waiting for anything. He can't finish. Can't finish anything, can death. Always leaves before he's finished. Leaves a chance for life to recover. Not like you. No. No. You're very careful. Patient. Oh, impulsive. Impulsively patient. Takes you months, sometimes. Years. Years. What was it Wednesday? Lymphoplasmicytic lymphoma. Ah. Abnormal B lymphocytes reproduce in your bone marrow and you got yourself <coughs> lymphoma. Ages. Ages. First, you had to get yourself an autoimmune disease. Sjogren syndrome. Sjogren syndrome. And to do that, you had to get your own immune system to ravage your lacrimal ducts and mucous membranes. Complicated. Very complicated. Getting all your B lymphocytes to make plasma cells. Antibodies. And all of those plasma cells to make antibodies which are misdirected... By my immune system. By your immune system to ravage your lacrimal ducts and mucous membranes, which in turn cause the key symptoms of Sturgeon syndrome. Tears. No tears. You run out of tears and spit. You dry out. It itches. Yeah, it itches terribly, doesn't it? And all that for only a 37.4% heightened risk of developing lymphoplasmasasic lymphoma later on. You didn't know for sure. I'm risky. You took a calculated risk on impulse. Patient. You're very patient on impulse sometimes. And you did it. I did. You got it. And you died. I did die. Determined. I don't give up. No. You always carry on and make sure that you finish what you've started, no matter how awful. What was it, Sunday? Bottomless pit. Yeah. And you just wouldn't stop, would you? Well, you can't. No. You can't get to the bottom of a bottomless pit. But you tried anyway. I did. And you died falling. Slowly. Slowly dying. Falling fast. Starving. Starving as you fell. You were falling so long. Aging. Aging and starving as you fell so that your muscles weakened and your bones thinned slowly and your skin withered up like parchment. You thickened. Skin thickened by the wind and withered up like parchment on your face and neck. And then I met someone. And then you met someone falling also with you as you fell. Someone else. She was someone else. I knew that there was nothing I could do. I had to give you my blessing. You'd fallen too far. And you were as good as dead. Nearly. Well, you were nearly dead. And who was I to deny you some comfort in your final moments? 
falling. Starving. Falling and starving in your final moments. At least you had her. Yeah, nice. She was nice. I'm glad she was there. But it was very difficult. Yeah, it was. And then you were dead. Oh, I was. You were totally dead. Falling forever with her, not me. Oh, awful. That was awful. Awful for you, but better for me. <laughs> That's true. At least it was better for you. Well, you do care. I do. Don't I? You do. Well, sometimes you help. I do help sometimes. Got you that angina also. Well, you didn't mean it. No, I didn't. But I fed you all that fatty food, didn't I? You did. And the lack of exercise. I just let you lie about. You did. Did everything so that you could lay about eating and smoking. Oh, I like smoking. <laughs> you do like smoking and you got yourself angina. With your help. With my help. How many was it? Four. Four coronary arteries blocked, which gave you a heart attack. Yeah, from the angina. From the angina, which I helped you get. And then you were dead. I was. <sighs> you were dead. Again. And I was responsible. In part. In part responsible. You chose also. I did. Without thinking about it. Well, like you. Like me also, I didn't think about it when I was doing it, when I was ramming your guts with sticky saturated fats and low fibre carbohydrates. No. Nor when I was breaking my back, shopping and cooking and cleaning so that you could lay about. I didn't have time. Time to think. I didn't have time to think about the fact that I was choosing to help you to kill yourself. I just did it. Like me. Like you. We're very much alike in some ways. We are. Temperamentally, we're very much alike. I can be a bit more extreme. Yeah, you can be a bit more extreme. Sometimes. The way you express yourself. Harsh. Very harsh. The way you express yourself. Sometimes. What was it Thursday morning? Heartbreak. You got your own heart broken, didn't you? And you ended up dead. Harsh. Very harsh. To break your own heart like that, just when you'd started to open up. Innocent. You were very innocent about it, weren't you? That's how it hurt more. Oh, it did. It did, didn't it? It was excruciating. For me. For you, yeah. For you. It was excruciating. You hadn't opened up like that before, had you? Well, I hadn't. And then it ended and you were devastated. About the dog. About the dog, about the sick dog that you deliberately bought to fall in love with because you knew that it would die. Congenital disease. Because you chose a dog with a debilitating congenital disease and it killed it. Slowly. Slowly it died and you died with it. Slowly and lovingly. It was heartbreaking. Harsh. Very harsh. To do that to yourself like that. Slowly. Over a whole morning. You just do it all the time. Now. Even now, you're secretly doing it. What is it? Rape. Death by raping, isn't it? It's very hard. <laughs> you had to arrange it, or very hard to arrange on a Sunday, especially. There's fewer rapists on a Sunday. Yeah, there are fewer rapists on a Sunday. 
they get guilty. Well, they get guilty on Sundays. Yeah, they all go to church. Well, religious ones. Well, the religious ones go to church and the others just disappear. I don't know what to do. No, you're going to have to do something else. You can't get raped to death on a Sunday. You can do it tomorrow. Well, I can't. Why not? Well, the will. Oh, you have to sign your will, don't you? Again. Every day. Every day you have to sign your will. And it's always the same. Same will. Same will. You never change a word. Money. We get all the money, don't we? Over and over. Each time the same. Do we have any more? No. No, we don't. Because you can't give money to yourself even after you die. It doesn't make sense. It does. It doesn't. You've lost touch. How much is this house worth? What? No. You don't even know anymore. You've forgotten. It's that unimportant to you. You're not the man I knew. I am? The man I knew would be scouring the property market hourly in steady pursuit of an op operating net profit. I do. You don't. You're always killing yourself instead. Or thinking about it. Yeah, or thinking about killing yourself instead. So you can get yourself raped to death tomorrow, not today, and you're going to have to think of something else to do this afternoon. Okay. We could do something together. Like what? We could go out. Out? Yeah. For a walk or something. Trip up? Yeah. You could accidentally trip up yourself on a sharp rock. Skull fracture. And get your skull fractured. Yeah. But why don't we do something together? We could do it together. You could join in. I don't feel like it. What's well, only a little skull fracture? A linear basilar fracture in the floor of your cranial vault. Requires a great deal of force to fracture your skull that deep. Well, compound fracture? Yeah, you'd get a semi-lethal compound fracture in the roof of your skull also. What with all the effort of constantly throwing yourself against sharp rocks. Tripping. Tripping over onto sharp rocks. And the deeper the basilar fracture would cause the blood and cerebrospinal fluid to come leaking out of your nose and ears, and then you'd be dead. You would. I don't feel like it. Oh, go on. No, I don't fancy it. Can't we do something else? What? Well, can't we just go for a nice long walk? March. A nice long march across the countryside? With no food. With no food, if you like, or water. Guards. And guards to keep us going. Cold. In the freezing cold for miles. Hundreds. Hundreds of miles, walking as our feet bleed. Shoes. No shoes, walking for hundreds of miles as our feet bleed in the cold until we get to a train station. Freight train. And we get on a freight train, packed tight with the others, ragged, stinking and bleeding, all of us. And then we get off the train. E eventually. And then we get off the train, eventually, and walk again through the wind and the cold. Guards. The guards beating or shooting us if we straggle. Which we will. We will straggle and be beaten or shot for it. But we won't stop. No. No, we won't stop. We'll keep going until our feet bleed even more and our clothes tear and sag and our bodies become nothing but thin skin and bones. Scarred. Scarred from the whipping and the beating that the guards do to us also. Oh, no, no, I've changed my mind. I don't feel like doing that. <laughs>
Oh, go on. God, it's like a mania with you, isn't it? Everything, always, to get yourselves killed. Let's do something else. Like what? I don't know, we could be a bit more creative. We could make something. Gardening? Yeah, we could do the garden. We could make the garden nice, I suppose. Flowers. We could plant some flowers. Tulips. Overvalue them. I overvalue tulips, though. Yeah, I do. They're not cotton. No, not cotton. I don't overvalue cotton. Cane sugar? Not cane sugar. I know exactly how much they're worth. And we make sure that we make enough. For the master. For the master who beats us daily, him or his friends. Well, his friends are worse. They are. They're all of them worse than the master. So he's better? Yes, the master's better than the others. But worse. No, he is worse also because he pretends to be better. Hypocrite? He is a hypocrite. Always walking around declaring our natural entitlement to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Beating us. Beating us as he does so, singing about our inalienable rights to freedom, equality and the fraternity of man. And woman. And woman. Beating us hard as we pick out the cotton. Or cane sugar. Picking out the cotton or cutting the sugar cane as he wails on about the necessity of private property. Including us. Including us. We're his private property. And then you die also. I do. You do die. From all the beating, heat and heavy labour. Chains. And the chains we drag around. It kills you, eventually. It does. No, I don't want to do that. Well, why not? Well, it's not right. I can't. What? You know what? Always killing yourself, somehow, or planning to. Never starting anything but endings. Well, you do it too. I do it too, that's true, but it's your influence. It is. When are you going to stop? I don't know. When are you going to stop? When I feel better. And how is that going to happen? By killing myself. No! Not by killing yourself. You don't have to kill yourself to make yourself feel better all the time. You could make something new instead. For us. What, like cryptococcal meningitis? No! <laughs> Not like late-stage cryptococcal meningitis. Something that doesn't kill you. I can't think of anything. Yes, you can. You have to. Why don't we start something new? Like what? I don't know. Something with meaning. A purpose. A movement. Yeah. A movement. We could change things. Rebel. We could rebel against all of it. Then we'd have a purpose. The young. To give the world to the young. Get rid of the old. And get rid of the old, those bloody intellectuals, tinkering with their old ways of doing things. Traders. And traders making money with their old ways of doing things. They need to be got rid of. They do. So that everyone else can have something also. Something new. Bold. Something bold and new. Eat them. Eat them at parties. 
Our bureaucrats and bankers, our bakers and teachers. Me. Yeah, you also. Eaten in the main square for your old ways of doing things. Well, that's not true. It is true. You're very old-fashioned sometimes. I'm not. You are. You can't let go of the past. That's why you get yourself eaten. At the party. At the party in the main square. With all the young leaders. With all the young leaders of the new movement, dancing, singing. Slicing. Slicing the strips from your thighs, cooking them. Serving them. Serving them out to all of our younger brothers and sisters, fighting those others with their old ways. You. Me. Eaten, you're eaten for it. No! Why? Don't you start again. I've had it. What? No, you go and do something by yourself. You sure? Yeah, I've had enough. I think we've come to the end of this conversation. Have we? I'm afraid so. So, that's it then? Yeah. Don't go killing yourself over this also. No, I'm not. Just you dare. That's the last thing we want now. It's Sunday, for God's sake. I know. We should be resting. Go and do something by yourself. Oh, okay then.
But they're not everyone else. I don't care about everyone else. What about me? Not you. I don't want to go around killing myself all the time. What about me? I didn't mean you. Come back in here, please. But I'm arrested. Come back in here right now. I want to talk to you. Friends. What friends? On the social media. What part of the social media? Facebook. Oh, that is very dangerous, that part. The Facebook. You meet all sorts of lunatics on that bit. It's nice. I know it's nice. But all your friends who want to go killing themselves, themselves and anyone else. The systems. And the oppressive hegemonic systems with their seamy elites. They'll take that down with them also. And you're doing all that with these friends of yours on the Facebook, are you? Well, sometimes. But I was just resting. I don't care. You're telling them to stop now. Well, they won't listen. I don't care. You're still sending them a message. I don't want to. Why not? Well, it's embarrassing. Of course it's embarrassing. But you don't have a choice, have you? No. Do it. Do it now. And then we can talk about what happens tomorrow. What happens tomorrow? Well, we're starting again, aren't we? But we're always starting again. Differently this time. We're starting again, differently this time, and there'll be no more killing yourselves over nothing. Right. We'll just have to be a bit more innovative, that's all. To make ourselves better. With microchips. With microchips in our brains, if necessary. So that we can all think the same thoughts and there won't be any differences between anyone anymore. Apart from the others. Now, apart from the others who won't. Inferiors. Those inferior others who won't put the microchips in their brains or tinker with their DNA. That's what it's for, DNA. Tinkering. It's for tinkering, isn't it? And they won't do it. Ban them. Ban them. Ban them from breeding, from living and from breathing. Burn them. Burn them black. Burn them so that death itself is banished and burnt with them. But you can't kill death. Yes, you can. You can kill death with information. With right and perfect information, which we'll get with microchips and sensors and our augmented cells. Not the way you do it, with blunt violence. Well, I like doing that. You do, and it doesn't work. But this will. It won't. It will. And once we've done that, We'll get you over your addiction. You won't. We will. There'll be no more dying after that. You'll have to go cold turkey. Yeah, but I'll get sick. Well, better sick than constantly dying. And with these things in our minds and in our bodies, we'll share the sickness out between us so that you'll barely feel anything at all. Well, I don't want to. Oh, you're so unreasonable sometimes. I oh, am. Yeah. I know what I like and I won't kill death. Will. You do it all the time anyway. Because I can't. But you can now. All right. We'll do it. Okay. A empties out a large sack of microchips. She then produces two large battery powered drills, tests both of them. Oh, and then passes one to B. For everyone? Everyone. 
everyone else. Them. And us. And us, also. But I thought we were doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow is coming. A and B advance upon the audience with drills whirring. And that's the end of Act One. <laughs> now, isn't it? Much better. You don't have to go around killing yourself anymore, do you? No. It's much better. We're happier, aren't we? We're much happier. Yes, we are. We make an effort for each other now, don't we? We do. It's not all one way anymore. It's much better. You're always there. Always there. Always there if I need you. And you, me. True. I'm always there for you, too. We're better. We are. We are. Although you do still exhibit some similar addictive behaviours. Well, it's natural. Yeah, it is natural to exhibit some of the same behaviours near death. We're never touching him. No, you don't touch death. Death is dead now. You can't touch dead things. No. But you can get close to him, to his grave. To the grave of death. He's still alive somehow. He is still alive, somehow, in his grave, near him. It is intoxicating. <coughs> yeah, near his grave, it is intoxicating. The stench and the things you do to get there. Drag you. Drag me down there with you, don't you? And you do it all the time. What was it yesterday? Bankruptcy. Oh. You made yourself bankrupt, didn't you? So that at least something... Not me. Not you, could die instead. So that a part of you could die instead. Your credit rating... Blitzed. It was blitzed. <laughs> There's nothing left. What's your rating? Zero. Absolute zero. How do you think that affects our equity? House. They've taken the house, haven't they? And now we have to live here. It's terrible. It's terrible to drag me into it also. That was my house too. It died. Did die. The house. Our dreams of other houses gone. Intoxicating. You get really intoxicated with it, don't you? I do. I keep doing it. You do keep doing it over and over. Inching just a touch too close to death and dragging me into it also. What was it Wednesday last? Exile. You got yourself exiled, didn't you? Because you wrote a tract. A heretical tract. You wrote a heretical tract in the middle of a schism and you got yourself exiled. Tortured. Tortured and exiled because of what you wrote. How many was it? Hundreds. Hundreds of sympathisers were tortured and exiled also because of what you wrote. And then... You set up a state. I did. You did. You set up your own state somewhere else and you declared yourself God. They believed me. They did believe you and you believed yourself also. Outlawed money. And property. And property also so that all of it was yours. And the women. Mine. They were your women, weren't they? All of them. You took them from everyone else. 
And you did it all so that a part of you... Not me. Not you. Could die also. Your humility, declaring yourself God like that and taking all the money and the women vain. Thoughtless. And thoughtless. All that money and the women and me forgetting about me. I'm, I'm sorry. Stinks that you should do that. You might as well have died. I didn't. I know you didn't. I did stop. You did stop, didn't you? Before the siege ended and the soldiers came and cut off all the heads of your accomplices. That could have been you. Collared. Collared with an iron spiked ring like that. Your body scorched with red hot tongs. But you stopped. I did. Before they cut off your head and burnt all of your body with red hot tongs. You didn't die. No. You came home having done all that and just expecting to carry on as normal. How hard do you think that was for me? Awful. Awful! Yeah, but what can I do about it? Well, I think we should talk about it to clear the air. It stinks. And besides, I suppose you're not dying much anymore. I nearly dying. Yes, you are nearly dying quite often. That's what stinks. Yeah, but it's better than before. Yeah, that's right. It has improved. Because of the microchips. Because of the microchips, yeah. They do work, but not properly. Yeah, will they get better? They won't. I know it's marvellous that you're not dying. Because of the microchips. And the nanobots flitting all through your body, fixing it. Reminding. Reminding you not to go dying. And letting us hear all of each other's thoughts. Marvellous. It is marvellous. But we still can't do anything about them. It's invasion of privacy. Yeah, it's an invasion of privacy. Illegal. It's illegal to act on anything you hear of another person's thoughts without their prior permission. Which I haven't given you. No, you can't. I can't be giving you permission to act on my thoughts all of the time when I should be getting on with the actual thinking. Each thought. Each one, I have to give you permission. It would take ages etching each of them onto that blooming blockchain. So I just have to listen. And me. Oh, and you. We both have to sit through listening to all of each other's thoughts all the time. And we're not allowed to do anything about them. Bloody red tape. Regulations. Bloody red tape regulations tangling us up like tumbleweeds. So that we hum, tumble about in the wind. It's my wind. Yeah, your wind. The winds of your death wish. That's what we have to dance to. No music. No. Tangled up like tumbleweeds in all the red tape. What was it Thursday? <laughs> Free market liberalism. Yeah. You got yourself completely privatised, didn't you? And I had to watch. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, wasn't it? What, with all of your friends on their public-private finance initiatives? Or single-payer systems. <laughs> or their single-payer systems. Not you. You were entirely privatised. Nearly died. <laughs> you nearly died. Without any support from your frontline public services. Because you wouldn't fund them. Well, didn't want to fund them. Well, that's your free market liberalism, isn't it? Yeah. So what? Well, that's why you didn't have any public services and you nearly died. I just wanted to get rid of the regulations. I know you did, so that we could finally be together, properly. But that's no excuse for putting yourself at risk like that. It was fun. Yeah, I know, you enjoyed it. 
get yourself mugged. Burglarised. Burgled all the time because you had no police. It was a free-for-all. Fires. And all those fires from all the short-circuiting refrigerators and severely inflammable cladding. No firemen. No. No. You deregulated them also, so they couldn't exist. I've just privatised them. You can't privatise the fire brigade. It doesn't work. Eight different pop-up fire extinguishing boutiques. <laughs> and then they didn't have the clientele because all of their clientele were burning to death. So they went bust because all of their clientele were up in smoke, burning to death. Or stuck up trees. Or stuck up trees or wedged into holes. Pinned to windscreens. <laughs> or pinned to windscreens on the insides of different wreckages. Have to arrange some sort of private insurance plan. No, that's not going to work. Well, what's wrong with a private insurance plan? They're exclusionary. And you'll get excluded. Well, I like getting excluded. I know you like getting excluded. That's what your free market liberalism's all about. It's exciting. It's exciting, isn't it? To have all of your support structures eroded away like that. Attachments. And your secure primary caregiving attachments, too. You had to submit them to a bidding process, didn't you? Resubmit. You resubmitted them into your mind with the microchips and the nanobots to open up your own childhood to a free and fair bidding process for the memory of your first secure primary caregiving attachments. Very lucrative. Potentially. To sell your own parents like that. The memory of them. It's exciting. I know it's exciting. But it's a trap, isn't it? Now you have new parents. Well, no, I don't. Yes, you do. And you don't remember because you've replaced your memory of them with someone else. I haven't. You have? How many parents have you had? One. You can't just have had one. Who are your parents? Derek. And your mum? Derek. They're the same person. In some ways. They are the same person because you sold the cherished memory of your poor parents to some bloke called Derek. That's what happened and you have no idea who he is. Oh, I do. You don't. He could be anyone. And he's sure to be only interested in one thing. The profit motive. Exactly. The profit motive. How much are you sending him? 300. 300 a month. And for what? I've got to look after him. Because he's bought your guilt. So he's my parents. He's not your parents. And on top of that, you've practically gone and erased yourself. Because the living memory of your earliest secure primary caregiving attachments constitute a fundament of your own self-awareness, of who you are and where you're from. Deep down, I doubt you feel that you even exist anymore. I don't. It's like you're dead. Nearly. Nearly dead. A part of you dead, anyway. You're still an addict. I'm not doing it. No, you're not dying, but you are nearly dying all the time. It's the same thing. It's not. It's worse. We never get to start again because you carry on. I do. Hobbling around like some undead corpse from all the nearly dying that you do all the time. It's disgusting. It's not that bad. Sometimes it's okay, but very rarely these days. Really? Yes. What with all of your 
endlessly nearly dying with your bankruptcies and your declaring yourself God and your hardline free market liberalism. It's just sad. And there's never time for anything else. Yeah, but I'm there for you now. Yeah, that's true. You are there for me now. But in what condition? You're a bloody wreck. Doesn't matter. It does matter! How are you supposed to be able to help me when you're hobbling around without any credit rating or humility or your frontline public services or the very fundaments of your own self-awareness? I can try. Right. Well, go on then. Don't be silly. Are you patronising me? No. Is it silly to ask for support? I don't know what to do. Seriously? <laughs> Have you sold your whole brain? Leased it. Again? <laughs> You've leased it again? To who? Surveillance capitalist. Another one? Yeah. Is it to get yourself nearly dead again? I'm not sure. You're lying. It is. I'm sure it is. They've completely extracted you, haven't they? Can you tell? Of course I can tell. It's obvious. You've got that look. What look? That look like someone else is looking also. Do I? Yes. They've itemised every one of your desires, haven't they? So that they can predict your feelings. Have they? Well, there's no other reason, is there? Well, there might be. There might be. But as far as we know, it's probably to itemise every one of your desires so that they can predict your feelings and sell you things. Which I'll buy. You'll buy anything they advertise, won't you? With all the money they gave you to lease out your brain. And more. And then you'll get into debt. Again. Again. You'll get into debt again. Because you let them learn to predict your feelings. I bet they're sat there right now behind a control panel for all of those feelings of yours. What is it that they're trying to make you buy? Hell. They're trying to sell you hell, aren't they? Again. It's brilliant. Oh, you haven't gone and got hell again, have you? It's cheap. It's not cheap. It's incremental. The longer you stay, the more it costs. I won't stop. No, you won't stop forever. Because hell is eternal! Again? Again! That's how you got yourself bankrupt the first time, isn't it? Oh, yes. Flaying yourself in the eternal fire of the damned. I can't die. No, you can't die in hell because it's meant for people that are already dead. Not you. You're not dead. Are you? No. No, you're not. It shouldn't be allowed. Oh, it is. I know it's allowed. You don't have to be dead to go to hell. And it's full of people like you. My mates. They're your mates, aren't they? And I suppose you have a bright old time. A knife mountain. That mountain of knives, isn't it? Thrown off cliffs. Yeah, and you're thrown off the cliffs onto valleys and valleys of up-pointed knives. Over and over. Cut to shreds. You're cut to shreds repeatedly, aren't you? You and all of your mates. You're sharp. They're very sharp, aren't they? All those knives pointed up. But you can't die. No. No, you can't die in hell. 
So you just carry on. And there's that wheel of fire. Strapped. Strapped to a burning wheel, spinning and burning eternally. Dizzy. <laughs> Gets you so dizzy, doesn't it? Forever burning in pain. And then there's that other one also. Demons. There's those demons too. There's that one with the insect wings who makes you eat and eat. Anything. He makes you eat anything, doesn't he? Rotten fruit and rancid meat. Your own excrement, eventually, until your body bulges to the breadth of a flaming sun and your insides rupture into super-dense gas. Oh, I love it. You do love it, don't you? Having yourself stuffed like that with all sorts of mouldering rubbish to such a deathly extreme without dying. Only bulging. Only bulging. Until you stop. And that's just one demon. There's many. Thousands. There's thousands of demons in hell. All of them different. There's that one with the lion's claws. Yeah, crocodile head. Crocodile head and lion's claws and hippopotamus stomach. All in one demon. She rips out your heart. Weighs it. She weighs it on those scales for sins. My sins. Your sins and your good deeds. Weighed against each other like that. The sins in the weight of your heart. Heavy. Very heavy, the weight of the sins in your heart. You've sinned a lot, haven't you? Much more than the good you've done. You haven't done much of that, have you? No. No. You've barely done anything good at all. And you've sinned all the time. Yeah, I have. So the sins in your heart weigh more, obviously. And she eats it. Or throws it. Or throws it into a lake of fire. And then your soul dies. Not you. No. Your soul dies without a heart. Not you, no. You carry on with a restless, dead soul inside of you. Never settling. No, never settling on anything, even me. Because your soul is dead and restless in you. But that doesn't stop you. You keep going, don't you? Because there's always your favourites. Boulder. <laughs> Pushing that boulder, isn't it? A hill. Up such a steep hill it goes on forever, doesn't it? Until you trip. Down. And it rolls all the way down, doesn't it? And then you have to do it again. Again. You love that one, don't you? I do like to see you happy. Up and down. Slowly up and quickly down. On and on. But it can't. What? Go on. Not like this. Forever. Yes, it can. It can't. I won't do it anymore. What with hell and everything else. It's over. Is it? Yes. I'm completely burnt out. I can't just carry on with you dragging me to hell and back over and over. Why won't you ever go somewhere with me? No, I don't want to. A door to heaven opens. Somewhere that I want to go. But you always stop me. No. It'll be good for you. You'll like it. I won't. You will. Try it for a bit. See how you feel. A grabs B and drags him towards heaven. Well, let go of me. This is for me and for us. It doesn't have to be forever. But who 
please, no! You might even enjoy it! They disappear through the door, be screaming in terror. Ah! That was the end of Act 2, now it's Act 3. This is much better. Better than before. Better than ever, isn't it? No. Oh, go on. <laughs> it's lovely here. There's all those domes. The domes of heaven. There's the dome of the stars, where they keep all the stars. What's it made of? Jasper. Pure Jasper. And that's where the stars are. And what's that one I really like? Sagilmut. That's that special heavenly stone, isn't it? The Sagilmut. And inside the Sagilmut dome is where all the eternal virtues live. Gods. That's right, the gods. And they're so lovely, aren't they? Sweet. Terribly sweet. Always doling their virtues out because they're eternal. They don't stop. No. They keep on giving, don't they? That's right. There's compassion, the god of compassion. And love. And love. Oh, they're both lovely. Love and compassion. And prudence also. Now she's not so generous. No. No, she's very careful. Prudent. Prudent is prudence with her gifts. Now I do like them. What does she give? Prudence. Yeah, she gives prudence, doesn't she? like a bit of prudence. I don't. I know you don't. You just go all out, don't you? Not here. No. No. You can't go all out in heaven. It's not allowed. So you just lie there. Are you happy lying there? No. No. I didn't think so. Just not engaging with it. That's the problem. I don't like it. I know you don't like it, but it's good for you. All these heavenly delights. It makes me sick. That's because you're not absorbing its goodness. I can't. I know. There's something wrong with you. Or heaven. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with heaven. It's you. How could anyone fail to enjoy all the gods and the gifts of the gods and those domes? What's the other one? Lulu Dinitu. That's the dome that's made of the Lulu Dinitu stone. And that's where the boss lives. I can't, I can't see him. No, you can never see the boss, except his eye, sometimes. It's through a hole. Through a hole in the dome, overlooking everything else. Watching. Watching from within his dome of Lulu Dinitu stone, over everything and we're allowed inside. Inside the dome? Inside his dome where he lives. Though we can't see him. And it's fabulous. What's inside? Pure forms. Pure forms. Everything in its purest form. Even us. And we go a different colour. In blue. Pure blue. That's the purest colour, you know. You can tell because it's the colour of the sky. And the ocean. And the ocean, which is the source of all life. Sky. And the sky, source of the spark of all life. 
that's what blue is. And that's the colour that we turn as we waft about. Pure forms. Between all the pure forms. What are they? Lotus flowers. There's the pure form of lotus flowers everywhere. Gardens. In gardens and gardens of all sorts of other exotic plants in their purest forms. And the trees. Wish-fulfilling. Wish-fulfilling trees. But not only wishes, mind. And what did you wish for? Atheism. <laughs> you wished for atheism, didn't you? And what does that mean? An atheistic afterlife, which is none, no heaven, nothing. And you were wishing for that with those wish-fulfilling trees in the middle of heaven. It's disrespectful. Disrespectful. With all those pure forms watching, and him up there as well. His eye. His eye watching also. And you, right there, wishing for a disordered and indifferent universe right in his home. That dome! That dome is his home! And you wishing for that there. Oh, he doesn't mind. <laughs> he does mind. He minds about everything. Do you know what he used to do before he got to be the boss? Accounting. Yeah, he was an accountant. That's how he got the job. And you know why? Because he was the best at counting. You can't be an accountant if you're not good at counting. And he'd counted more than anyone else ever. And remembered it. And filed it in his books. And each thing. Always minding everything he was. And so he still does. And you expect him not to mind that you created an indifferent, godless universe in his gardens, clear in front of his own house and children. Which book do you think he'll write that in? Red book. Yeah, the red book of wrongs. Both of us. The mess you made. Oh, I'm sorry. And dragging me into it also. And now we're both in the red book. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. And what happens when you go in the red book? Judged. Judged when you go in the red book of judgment, just like you were in hell. And then you have to go and sit in that bloody waiting room. Well, this one. Yeah, this one. That's why we're waiting here, I'm sure of it. You're not. I am. We'll have to wait here until we've worked it out. Look, they would have said so. <laughs> no. They expect you to work that out also, without them saying so. Just leaving you here in this room. What do you think these pens are for? Drawing. They're for writing. Counting out the wrongs with writing. And you've got the whole of that dialectical, materialist model of reality to explain. Well, I don't know where to start. Start with the free will. It's the free will that's the problem when it comes to your dialectical, materialist models of reality. It doesn't work. Well, why doesn't it work? Because there isn't any free will in them. And when you don't have any free will, then no one is responsible for any of their actions and there can't be any judgments, like the ones in the Red Book. And yet there it is. Exactly. It's still there. So that can't be right. So get that down. All right. And then there's all the suffering. Which ones? All of them. Because they're all pointless, aren't they? Oh, yeah. All meaningless, every one. Even the agonies that 
feel meaningful at the time are actually meaningless. Ultimately, in a reality like that one, in a universe like that one even, you have to get that down also. Okay. Have you done it? What else? Nothing. I, I think that's it. What do we do now? I think we have to wait until they've read it. An angel of redemption enters, picks up the paper, reads it, and then exits. Was that it then? No. You must have missed something out. Did you see his face? It's blank. Blank it was. And that's the angel of redemption right there, completely unmoved. So there must be something else. Well, what though? I don't know. Have a think about it. We can't be stuck here forever. We can't we? No. You get one year, max. A year? Yeah. A year to work out all of your wrongs. So we've plenty of time. Well, then what? Well, I don't know, do I? Come on. Think of something else. Think of another thing wrong with that dialectical materialist universe of yours. I can't. Of course you can. What about all the knowing? Oh, the knowing. Yes, the knowing. Because in that kind of universe, everyone can know everything, can't they? Potentially. Hey, what's wrong with that? Well, that's God's job, isn't it? How do you think that'll make him feel, having some moron with no previous experience suddenly become all-knowing about everything, just like him? Awkward. <laughs> it would be very awkward, wouldn't it? So get that down. And then there's the goodness. No goodness. No, there can't be any goodness in a godless cosmos, can there? Because that's where it comes from. God? Yeah, it comes from God, all the goodness does. Where's all the goodness going to come from if there isn't any God to give it? Nowhere. Nowhere. There won't be any. So in that aimless, godless creation that you wished into being, right in the middle of that Lovely garden of eternal forms. Crystal palaces. The crystal palaces stuffed with emeralds and diamonds and golden statues, all of them perfect. There's a whole bleak universe just sitting there now, and there isn't any free will or goodness or meaningful suffering in it at all. It's still there. It's still there, isn't it? Staining everything. Corrupting all those pure forms. It's going to tidy it up. Not me. Well, not you. It looks like someone else will have to do it. The boss. God? Well, the boss will have to do it. And he's so busy, that's why you never get to see him. And you expect him to just drop everything to go and tidy up your mess in his garden? No. No. So get that down. Anything else? Well, then there's the existence of individual beings. Their experience existing inside of that universe of yours. Can't happen. No, can't happen without some kind of deity adding them up. Counting. Counting. That's what he does. Adding all of the little bits up so that they can count as whole beings. How are they supposed to add up to anything with no one doing the adding? Well, they can't. No, they can't. So now you've got a cold dead universe without any meaning, free will or goodness, right under that dome of Lulu Danitu stone, and it's getting bigger. Much bigger. Because that's what they do, isn't it? They expand. 
Soon it will crack through that uppermost dome and then it will get over all the other domes also, over the whole of heaven. Heaven starts to collapse. You planned this, didn't you? I know you don't like heaven, but did you have to go and wreck it also? I can't help myself. You just can't help yourself, can you? And of course there's no hope of redemption now without any heaven to go to. Because you ruined it. No, I didn't. You did. You've completely ballsed it up. And it won't end there. No, there'll be everything else also. All of it. The whole bloody thing blackened by that pointless puppet show of another universe. Crushed. Crushed in the sheer girth of it. Life. Death. All of it. Gone. Heaven collapses. End. <laughs>